obviously this pandemic has been hard on, on everybody, right? Everyone has to go through some sort of challenge and everyone's been going through something. But one of the coolest things I got to tell you guys is the way that some people have become so resourceful and expanded um, their, limita their physical limitations and broke ground to do new things, even though they were already talented in one area. Today's guest, ladies and gentlemen, is Exhibit A of what I'm talking about. Super, super happy to have this mega-talented, uber-inspiring musician. So young, so accomplished, Mr. Brian Robert Jones. So listen, guys, if you've seen Vampire Weekend in this latest reincarnation um, live, You've seen Brian Robert Jones because he is a dynamo on stage. He plays guitar right along Ezra Koenig, uh, right in the front of the stage, and he's just a fireball. And it, it, I've seen them a couple of times, this reiteration, and it's been fantastic to see uh, Brian. He just absolutely kills it. And um, so, you know, earlier in this, in, in this podcast's um, life, we had Greta Morgan, She's another one of the newest members of Vampire Weekend, and she was talking great things about Brian. And uh, we are so glad that we had a chance to talk to him and listen to his great story. Uh, never mind Vampire Weekend, but Brian, you know, an alumni of, uh, alum of the uh, USC, Southern California Thornton Popular Music Program, he's also worked on a bunch of stuff, including the uh, debut LP Only Human Natural with his pop-funk duo Human Natural. Uh, he has this duo along with his bandmate, Hannah Winkler. Uh, they met him in, um, in, in Brooklyn. And uh, yeah, Brian started touring with Gwen Stefani when he was super young, uh, obviously because of his great talent and fantastic charisma. And listen to this, guys. He's also become an entrepreneur through this pandemic. You're going to hear the story of how he basically has created an apparel brand of tie-dye called LXIX makes great cool long sleeves, tanks, and tapestries. Uh, and they basically sell out whenever he puts them on sale, like 10 minutes after. They've been a great success, great success story. But yeah, but listen, but like I said, the coolest thing about Brian, you know, is not only his production credits, his musical credits, but the quality of human that he is. Um, we've talked to a bunch of people on this show, and a few of them have mentioned how great he is, including Ren Evans, the Nashville music photographer, and and the uh, before-mentioned um, Greta Morgan. So it is an absolute pleasure to have Brian on the show. If any of you guys are seeing Vampire Weekend in the uh, maybe next year, it, when it looks like things will maybe we'll have some shows again, have to check him out. And we hope you enjoy the interview, guys. Uh, and while I have you, before we get to it, I want to thank you all for you subscribing to the podcast. Great reception. We are very happy with, with, uh, that people are liking it. Uh, feel free to subscribe if you are new, and please give it five-star rating, which, you know, it helps us a lot. And ladies and gentlemen, this is the J-Rock Concerts interview with Brian Robert Jones. Wow, Brian, thank you so much for, for joining us. Of course, my, Listen, my pleasure. You're one of the hardest working, most talented artists that we have, <laughs> slash entrepreneurs, slash a little bit of everything. So I really appreciate <laughs> you giving us some of your time. I really, it's, 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 thank you. 
Of course, man. My, my pleasure. Thanks for having me on. Of course, man. And in addition, I got to tell you, Brian, this is like, it was like a personal mission to talk to you because uh, I've talked to a couple of like people in the industry for podcasts recently, and your name randomly comes up as one of the coolest and nicest guys that people know. <laughs> I'll give you wow. a couple of specific examples. I talked to Ren Evans, the photographer, the Nashville. Oh, of course. And she just came about. She's incredible. Started. Yeah. She just said, you're awesome. Talked to Greta Morgan, of course. Mm-hmm. And you were awesome. Family so, right there. So I'm like, well, you know what? This guy, not only can he, you know, burn the stage, but he's obviously an awesome guy to talk to. <laughs> hopefully I can, hopefully I can live up to it. Uh, see what happens. Man, <laughs> so, so, uh, yeah. So thanks again, Brian. Um, of course. We have so, so much to talk about so many projects that you've done so much stuff in, in, in such, you know, few years, but let's start with this, uh, Brian. Uh, I mean, I want to, yeah. I want to get to the EP from human natural and I want to get to all that, which is a great EP. Sure. By the way. Thank you. Let's go to March 7th, 2020. You ah. are, you are in Miami, Florida. Mm-hmm. Uh, you are going to play the Okeechobee music festival about two hours North of Miami. Yeah. Um, and there's a rumor of a virus uh <laughs> coming to the united states um yep. just kind of take us to, you know it, it, it honestly I, I actually attended that show cold night great performance oh thank you it seemed it seemed like um like it was you know a great show but just another one before you guys took a break uh, like a few months break what right. was you, your thinking uh that festival that day the band's thinking uh with the virus and with with the show well we were i remember we we took like a bus there and from our hotel in Miami to, you know, the festival. And on the ride there, everyone was kind of like making jokes about, it's like, ah, man, hey, it's been a great tour, you guys. Like, it's been a great album cycle. Like, you know, maybe, you know, you know, see you guys in a couple of years. Like, we were all like making jokes like, oh, this thing might take, take out the whole music industry. And then like, you know, when we get to the festival, anyone we see, you know, we're just, you know, elbow bumping. Everyone's aware of like, is this shit going to really happen? And then so you were already elbow yeah. bumping. Oh, we were already elbow bumping at that point. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. Cause no one wants to get sick. I mean, that's the last thing you want, but I mean, yeah, we, we kind of knew, I think a lot of us kind of knew, I think I, I like took, some, <laughs> we have these like wardrobe cases where we keep all of our stuff. And like, I have a couple nice pairs of shoes that I only wear on stage usually, but you know, I was like, you know what? I think I might want to take him home for a little bit because this might be the last time I get a chance to like, you know, might be like a year before I see these again. And wow. uh, yeah, I was kind of, I was kind of right. So I'm glad I took him. And yeah, that was just, you, we kind of knew, like we had to, we, we were supposed to go to South America like two weeks after that. I'm like there's no way with the way it's spreading. Like there's no <laughs> yeah. way that's happening. Like I knew that. I knew that yeah. at least. You're like, we're not going to Argentina or Colombia. We're going, I'm going back home. No, I was like, <laughs> oh, maybe man. September, maybe our, we had some stuff scheduled in like September. I was like, maybe that will happen. But obviously, yeah. you know, nothing. yeah, <laughs> oh, man. who would have thought, who would have thought that it would be like pre Okeechobee and after Okeechobee, right? Yeah, that's crazy. Then, well, Brian, um, okay. And, you know, before we pivot to the music real quick, let's talk about your apparel brand. You are an entrepreneur. Oh, yeah. I think you're wearing <laughs> something right now. People in the, in the audio version won't be able to see it, but it's a really cool tie dye kind of like fashion that he's got going on. Um, Brian, can you tell us a little bit about your apparel brand, like where the idea came from, how long you've been doing it and, and so forth? Uh, yeah, for sure. This, is, this hoodie that I'm wearing now is the, this is the first hoodie I ever, I dyed and I kept it for myself. I just really liked it. Oh, wow. um, 
but the uh yeah there was like i think it was like in 2018 there was uh we were about to start playing i was about to start playing shows with vampire weekend for the first time and um uh we were kind of trying to figure out like what everyone was going to wear on stage and i like always used to wear a lot of tie-dye like i I would go to, you know, thrift stores and just try to find, like, cool, like, random tie-dye shirts from, like, you know, high school field days and stuff like that. Like, I have, like, a lot of stuff like that, like, in my just collection. But I was, like, I mean, I should, like, you know, like, we kind of figured it's, like, maybe I should wear, like, tie-dye stuff on stage. Like, that would be cool. We are kind of trying to do this, like, hippie thing. And then uh, I was, like, you know, why don't I just, like, make some stuff? I'm sure it's not that hard. And then uh, I just started, like, making a bunch of stuff for, you know, my friends and myself. I would go to like, you know, the Goodwill and get a bunch of white t-shirts and just like experiment on it. And then, uh, yeah. And then I just kept doing it and it kind of became, you know, when we weren't, you know, touring and stuff like that and I was home, I would just always make like, you know, a bunch of tie stuff, give it to my friends or whatever. I wasn't really like selling it. Then I started selling like, se- like a couple of people like saw my hoodies and stuff like that. And they're like, where can I get one of those hoodies? Like I'm one of those hoodies. And I was like, I guess I'll, like, I can maybe sell a few. So I started selling them on Depop and then like, the more I would sell them on Depop, every time I would put up a collection, I mean, like 15 or whatever, like they would all be gone in like 10 minutes or something <laughs> like that. It was crazy. Um, and I was like, man, maybe I should like do this for real, like at some point. So earlier this year, I was just like, you know what, let me just like make a like silly brand thing and like see if anything happens with it. So I just like made a little logo, started putting it on some stuff. And I, I oh, also, <laughs> when we were in Europe last year, I started like my, I wanted to learn how to do graphic design. I wanted to learn how to like, you know, design clothes. I Cause I, I love band merch. I pretty much, if I'm, if I'm not wearing tie, I'm wearing band merch. I have like, and I have, I, that's my, my main collection. I have so much. Band what's, merch. It's what's, crazy. what's your favorite band merch stuff that you have? Like for special occasions. I have, I have a lot of good Dave Matthews band stuff. I have a lot of like early, early two thousands, late nineties, Dave Matthews band stuff. Nice. I have some. I have a couple good, like Grateful Dead shirts, and I'm trying to think of what else I have. I don't know. I just like started. Essentially, any concert I went to, I was just like, let me just get like the cool thing that they have. So I have mostly what I'm wearing at all times, whether it be yeah. a pair of shorts or a shirt or whatever. But essentially, I just wanted to make band merch. But I started making like you know goofy, you know like fake parody band merch, and then I just ended up kind of like throwing that on a couple hoodies and stuff like that started selling them people liked them so now i'm just now i'm doing that and now that you know music the music industry is kind of like in a weird spot the next like you know six months to a year you know who knows i'm gonna just put a lot of time into the tie-dye thing and and the the apparel thing and just see what happens you'll be flying you'll be flying your bands around the world you know with your entrepreneurial (laughs) earnings that's amazing hopefully hopefully Uh, (laughs) <laughs> isn't that cool like how like you know this situation has brought out time to, to for people to do some certain stuff that's pretty cool yeah it's it's been pretty cool i'm just like yeah yeah this is the weirdest time to be alive for sure um and it's definitely like a little bit of you know a retreat to just like go in my backyard and just like make a bunch of stuff yeah and yeah people like it so i'm, I'm gonna keep doing it until people like stop buying stuff but it's pretty awesome. People I got to say, stuff. I mean, you have some tapestries, tanks, long sleeves, like I said, like some really funky, crazy, like designs, like it's pretty awesome. So people should definitely Thank check you. that out. Yeah, for sure, Brian. So, you know, you're so talented, you know, you, you play bass, you're a producer, you do all kinds of stuff. Well, but I want to go back to your childhood for a second. If that's all right. Yeah. Yeah. 
Let's go to Virginia. Let's go to Ashburn. Yeah. Let's go to Ashburn for a second. What was your family like? How did you grow up? Was it an artistic family? Where does this come from? Uh, it, I, my dad, like, will, you know, my dad is a musician. He'll, he'll tell everyone he's not, but like, he, he loves music. He plays drums and he comes from like a bit of a musical family. He has like a lot of cousins and stuff that do music. And I have an uncle who's like a great bass player in New York. Um, and, uh, yeah, so my, my dad was always turning me on to cool music and stuff like that. And my, my mom isn't as musical, but I get a different side of it from her. Like my mom was really into like musicals and stuff like that and I now really like musicals and it's a you know a, a big thing that I sell on my on my website is I buy like all of all these Les Miserables t-shirts and I tie-dye them yeah. and that's that's one of my biggest sellers um, um but yeah that was kind of my you know thing growing up and I started playing bass I think when I was like 11 one of my friends got a guitar one of my like my best friend got a guitar we did everything together so I was like oh I'll get a bass and then we'll do that and then uh yeah and then i just we just started playing music all the time and you know we we that was just like our obsession we went through phases we did like comic books we were into wrestling we were into but then the music one just kind of like stuck like we were yeah. just like obsessed with it and we just you know got we were really into like the pop punk scene so we were like in you know we were playing you know shows opening for all these like my big myspace bands and stuff like that but you know okay. never never really like you know cut through by any means then i started playing with this other band when i was like 15 um these guys were super talented and uh these guys richard Wynn and brandon mccusker who are you know still my friends now but we yeah. don't really play together anymore um but i learned like everything i know from from you know playing with those guys they were like three years older than me like i was 15 when i started playing with them and uh they were 18 uh and they just they knew how to record they knew how to like they were like virtuosos at their instruments and like oh that's great i met the, I, i met the guitar player or i met the guitar player and the singer at all state in the all virginia jazz ensemble okay. what they called it and i was i was 15 he was a i was a sophomore he was a senior in high school and we just like kind of hit it off and we started playing oh, music together. Awesome. So you were that. hanging out with the seniors. That's super cool. Yeah, I was hanging out with the older kids, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool, that's cool guy. Cool guy. <laughs> oh, that's great. That's great. Yeah, What was yeah. the name of that band that when you were 15? Uh, that was called Mercury in Summer. And then we moved out to LA when I moved to, when I went to college here and we changed our name to Carlton. Right, right. Yeah. And, I, and I did see some, some stuff from Carlton. You guys were, you guys were pretty good. Uh, that's I didn't know it was like the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's the same one. Okay, that's great. Yeah, those, guys are, those guys are the best. So you mentioned you went to USC Thornton, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, it's mm -hmm. uh, it's obviously one of the most prestigious music schools in the in the in the world, I would say. Um, you know, the alumni list out of that music school brand is is insane. It's like five pages long, bunch of Grammy, yeah. <laughs> anything you want. What was it yeah. attending USC Thornton? Uh, like, it was honestly really incredible, and I I. I do have to give a shout out to my my bass teacher growing up who kind of like prepared me for the college scene like really well and like kind of talked me through like the first year or two of like theory like before I even got to school so I had I got a I got a lot of time to uh essentially a lot of the classes weren't as hard as they needed to be for me because I had you know my my teacher in high school kind of like prepped me for it and was like this is you have to get good at all this stuff So I had a lot of time to just, you know, do stuff I wanted to do and meet people and play with people and jam with people. It was just like the, the network there is kind of second to none. Like 
Sure. Everyone, and you just get to build, and the, it's the big advantage of USC is just that it's in LA. So you're right in the thick of it and you don't have to like move from another city and get your, you know, your foundation again anywhere after you graduate. It's like, I was able to build my foundation and my network from the time I was like 18. And like that network has, you know, pretty much like, you know, every major opportunity I've gotten since I've been here has been, you know, through that network. And, yeah. you know, it, and it, it, I, I can't say enough good things about the time I had there. I, re- I really liked it. I had like a great time. You had a great time. Met all, met all my best friends. Like it was great. That's great. That's awesome. That's awesome. Ryan. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and from here you've been on so many musical projects, right? Like um, so many directions we can go. Like you, you recently played on, you know, Haley Williams's debut album. You produced mm-hmm. Ren Warren's Good Girl EP. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but, but let's talk about your first, I guess, touring experience. Uh, I, my chronology yeah. must may be a little jumbled, but you, you toured with Gwen Stefani. That was like your first major tour, right? Yeah, that was, yeah, I'd done like little things here and there with some, you know, <clears throat> smaller things that, that I wouldn't even really consider tours, but my first, yeah, my first like major thing was with Gwen Stefani and that was, uh, that was really fun. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I actually got hit up for that. My, one of my teachers from USC was her musical director. Um, and he was just like putting together an audition. I guess they were like trying to get some new people for the band and. He just hit me up and I think like, you know, I just went to the audition and it kind of just like locked in immediately. Like it just kind of made sense. Like I was a huge, you know, no doubt and Gwen Stefani fan growing up. So it was like, I was really familiar with the music and I kind of just like, I think because I knew, you know, I don't know. I was just really familiar with it. So I was really able to kind of just like be in the situation. I was like, I know how this is supposed to go. Sort of. The spirit, not just the notes, like the spirit. Yeah, exactly. So that we kind of just got you know thrust right into that and uh just started playing and you know we did a lot of touring did a lot of like private event type things but it was like a it was like a really great time and i like grew up a lot sure doing that because everyone everyone in the band was like a lot older than me for the most part like Mm -hmm. at least like 10 years older than me if not you know 15 and you know yeah, I just you know, they, these guys have been around forever. They had you know all the wisdom in the world and all the experience, you know. right? Yeah, exactly. So it's kind of able to. That's amazing. So impressive, Brian. So impressive. Thank you. <laughs> and um, yeah, so, so let's talk a little bit about Human Natural, if you if, if you if you yeah. will, for a second. You know, it's it's obviously a duo for for um, my followers that don't know. It uh, features Brooklyn-based vocalist Hannah Winkler. Um, she was on Secret uh, Someone, right? Yes. Uh, t- how did you meet her? You guys have such great chemistry in in that EP. Uh, it's 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 really really a fun listen. Thank you. Um, yeah, we actually met each other. There was like a period of time when I was right out of school, and I was kind of trying to be like a pop producer, sort of. Um, I don't think I I don't think you know that world was really cut out for me. But you know, I would always play people's stuff, and you know like the stuff that I was working on that kind of was like maybe a little more like jazzy influenced or a little more like, you know, out there. Why would like you weird. say that? I, I'm sorry to intercede. Why would you say that it's oh, not yeah. for you just because you like to be on stage? Like you, you... Uh, I mean, it's a, it's a little bit of that, but mostly I just like, don't know if that, like, I don't know if I like possess that skill set to work that quickly and that like, um, I'm just not that like patient, I, I guess in a way too. Cause it's like, you need to be able to have like all these things at your fingertips. And I was just like, yeah. I just like to like throw a bunch of ideas down yeah. and you know, if it works, it works. If it doesn't, you know, whatever. And 
I like to, you know, meticulously work on things for a long period of time. Yeah. Um, I, I, I you think need to be able to work way faster yeah. there. And I, and I also love that you're on stage. Like you, you, mm-hmm. you it's great that you're a producer, but like, listen, like people who have seen you on stage, like sweet mother of God, what a firecracker. You just like, <laughs> it's a dynamo. Like I want to, I want to know what you, what you're drinking, what you're having, because it's just two hours of nonstop. It's fantastic. So anyway, sorry to intercede. Yeah. Okay. No, you're all good. Um, but yeah, that, yeah, I, it just like, it was just like a lot harder than I thought it was going to be. And I just wasn't yeah. really ready for it. Something I could see myself doing like later, but you know, at that point I wasn't really ready, but I just was, you know, making these kind of weirder instrumental type things or like, you know, a little more jazzy influenced or like funk influence that weren't as like, you know, of the time. Right. Um, but I had a session with Hannah. We got put together in a session by someone that we both worked with. Um, this guy Martin at Cherry Tree Records. And he, um, yeah, and we just kind of hit it off immediately. She she went to music school too. And she's friends with like all the guys in that band Wolfpack and, you mm-hmm. know, that. So the, our world's kind of like, you know, we, we had a lot of uh, similar interests and we both liked, you know, boy band music and like sync and, you know, that, that kind of stuff. And uh, we uh, just hit it off like immediately. And she kind of just like responded immediately to all these things that everyone was just kind of like brushing aside and being like, ah, that's, I don't really get that. That's crazy. But like, I can't do anything over that. But she was like, oh yeah, we could do this with that. We could do that this with that. We could just like, oh snap, like this person like- Perfect chemistry. knows what, yeah, this person gets what I'm trying to do. Um, so yeah, we just decided, you know, we were gonna make some more music. She was, I think that was like her second to last day in LA or something like that when we first met. She, you know, she lives in New York. Yeah. But we scheduled a little trip for like December uh, of that year, and then we just made some. We we made like you know four songs in four days, and you know I've never had that kind of you know boot camp type thing with anybody, but it was just like we were able to just like knock a bunch of stuff out really quickly. It's it like, oh yeah, we got we got to do this. this is it's great. A true. Woke up in LA. Woke up in LA. You did it the first day you met. Is that a true true story? Yeah, yeah. That was we. I had the instrumental for the most part done, and then yeah, she just we she just came in and we just like wrote it that day, and I was like, that is, and I was like, how do we do this? Like, I haven't like come out of our writing session being like, oh yeah, that was really cool. We did, uh, and you know, I was doing a lot at the time, and that was the first one. I was like, oh yeah, I just rather do like this all the time. that's great that's awesome thanks for sharing that with us it's everyone immediately has to listen to that ep really good stuff um thank you let me ask you about um, muna muna right is that how you say it uh muna yeah yeah you know it it came out recently i mean recently four years ago 2016 but it sounds like it's from another era ryan it's you know when i listen to muna i feel like i'm in a john hughes movie in like 1985 or something It's (laughs) it's like a trip it's fantastic it's um yeah glowing smooth 80s really good stuff um yeah they're fantastic yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell us about that project. You know, Katie Gavin, Joseph Masking, Naomi McPherson. How do you yeah. that project? Yeah. Um, so Katie and I, Katie was, uh, her first year at USC was my second year and we took songwriting class together. Um, and like immediately upon like seeing her, sing her like first song for the class, I was like, yo, who is this girl? she's so cool and like weird and just like I need to be friends with her so like uh I definitely befriended her you know pretty fast and we became pretty close and uh and then she started working with Josette and Naomi uh the other people in Muna and they you know 
and they started writing songs and they were like really good i was just like man this is yeah this is like a real thing like this this like everyone kind of knew like immediately it's like this is like everyone else has got something going on but like these another level really yeah these people really know what they're doing um so yeah they they just started making stuff and they had an ep that i kind of helped them their first ep that is not really around anymore i kind of helped them finish that up i like mixed it and added a couple things here and there but um yeah and i just been i've been playing with them you know you know i haven't been playing with them that much anymore but you know the first you know little bit of stuff i was helping it like get off the ground i was definitely there but um yeah they're 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 just the best and you know that, that that first record they have is really incredible and then uh me and scott the drummer we got to play a lot on like the second record mm-hmm. which is really cool and uh yeah they've just like made something bigger than i mean the, their fans are just so die hard and so cool and yeah it's, it's like, special. going going to a muna show is just like the best vibe in the world like everyone's just you know it's just the most inclusive you know friendly kind environment like everyone welcome kind of thing yeah yeah it's just it's nothing quite like it honestly wow brian that's great man that's awesome well thanks thanks for that um let me ask you a couple a couple of vampire weekend questions obligatory obligatory so how did the uh, (laughs) how did the collaboration with vampire weekend come about uh so there, there was like a it's like a weird friend of a friend of a friend type situation that happened where mm-hmm. i was looking for this one bass that i really wanted for a long time mm-hmm. um and then i told my friend that i was looking for it and then he said oh my friend has one of those at his shop so i went to i went and met the friend at his shop and then you know we his friend and i just you know started talking and we ended up talking for like two hours we just like kind of hit it off and, and you know, I'm, I came to just check out a bass and buy a bass. And, you know, he heard me play bass for a couple of seconds. And I was like, yeah, I need, I'm going to get this. But you know, we just ended up talking for a while. And he's like, do you play guitar at all? And I was like, yeah, I play a little bit of guitar. Uh, and he's like, would you want to play in like a Vampire Weekend type band? And I was like, I think so. Yeah, like probably. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah. And then, you know, a couple of days later, I got hit up being like, hey, would you be down to like jam with the, you know, with these guys to, you know, uh, you know, and then, yeah, so essentially I just, like, met with Ezra and we, you know, kind of just jammed, played acoustic guitars, just, you know, him and I. And, so they uh, just told you, like, you just go to this address at this time and... Yeah, yeah, I just met at, like, their management office mm-hmm. and we, you know, Ezra and I yeah. just, like, jammed and chatted with, like, acoustic guitars for, like, a couple hours. And, and then, uh, but at this point, I honestly didn't really have, like, a guitar setup of any kind. Yeah. I kind of had, like... Because I, you know, I've I've always played guitar, but I've, you know, pretty much all of the things I've done, it's been, you know, like production-wise. So I'm like doing it with my computer or whatever. So I don't really have like all the gear and stuff like that. Right. Um, but so I hit up. Uh, so that afternoon, I was like, and so essentially, I found out it's like, okay, next week, you know, maybe we'll have you come in and play with the whole band. And I was like, oh yeah, cool. So it's like I got a week to kind of like pull something together and. So I like call my friend. I'm just like, Hey, like at some point this week, can you help me like get a little pedal board together? Like I'm, I'm doing this like audition. It might be cool. Um, and then I get a call like an hour later being like, Hey, can you actually come in tomorrow? Whoa, and I was like, whoa. Uh, <laughs> uh, yes. Um, right. So I went and uh, just 
cobbled together a bunch of stuff from my friends. I, I got a guitar and uh, then I went to jam with them the next day and then we kind of just vibed immediately. And then you know, while I was still there, they were just like, Hey, so do you want to, do you want to do this? Like it's, it's yours. And I was like, cool. Like that sounds awesome. You so guys just hit it off. That's amazing. Yeah. And it was, yeah. And there, you know, it's just been a great, great time ever since then, honestly. Sure. Sure. Really great. I mean, in, in, in the next couple of years, you've pretty much played the biggest festivals, the biggest arenas in the world, Brian. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> literally, yeah. I'm not exaggerating. I'm literally not exaggerating. So now that you it finally have a sense. chance, now that you finally have a chance to like just chill in your corporate, you know, entrepreneurial headquarters and take a breather, <laughs> um, what moments like just jump out at you like sweet mother of God, like. I played that or I saw that or, or that crowd or something like that. I mean, I, I, like, it's, it's honestly the ones that the, it's, it's the obvious ones, like almost unfortunately, like, like Glastonbury you know, Garden, Glastonbury. Yeah. It's like, I used to watch, you know, growing up, they had like, you know, the music channel on TV, whatever that would just show like hour long festivals. And like, I remember seeing Beyonce's Glastonbury set when I was like, you know, 16 years old or 17 years old. And I was like, dang, that looks crazy. Like, I can't believe that even exists. That pyramid stage is crazy. Like, I can't believe anyone. And then, like, you know, fast forward a couple years later, I'm like playing on the freaking stage. It's it's insane. You know, in Madison Square Garden, that's like sold out. Lived lived up to the hype. Yeah, Yeah. sold up, (laughs) sold out 360 degrees. Like, it it lived up to the hype. Like, it was it was sick. You know, I it was crazy. Like Hollywood, we played the Hollywood Bowl. It's like stuff you know you just doesn't make any sense. Sure. Um. Stuff that if you told me, like, even, like, you know, a day before I started playing with these guys, that was going to happen. I'd be like, that's never going to happen. Um, but it happened. And it's crazy. What do you mean? Like a, like, a, like a hater kind of thing? No, I just would have never thought that. I don't know. It just doesn't seem like it's it's one of those things it's, that doesn't seem doable. Like, gotcha. It's just, just like, a, I just, like, you know, I have a bit of like imposter syndrome or whatever you want to call it where it's like you know you you get these opportunities but you always feel like you're like not really worthy of them or something like that and you just right you think like i don't know that could never happen to me like you got to be you know really lucky you got to be one of the really good ones in order to do that and then you know and you are though i was but, able to do it you're modest yeah Crazy. you're modest but i'll say it for you you're it's a you're a, you're a virtuoso to see you on stage well, Brian, you've been so you've been so you've been so generous with your time. Let me ask you a couple more questions, and then I'll um, yeah, I'll I'll, I'll, I'll let you off the hook here. But uh, you know, you have such great music taste. What music are you listening to nowadays? What can you recommend to to, to my people? Like, what's on your iPod? Yeah, iPod. Uh, the uh, I mean, I've been listening to the new Heim record all this weekend. Sure, I think of it's course. you guys are you guys are close to them, right? Yeah. Uh, I mean. Yeah, I mean, Ezra is, like, you know, really close with them because, right. you know, Ariel, the producer who worked on the record, is, you know, a big-time collaborator of theirs. Um, sure. I've been listening to, you know, the 1975 a bunch. I've been listening oh, to... Yeah. Uh, listening to, like, a little bit of older stuff, like some Leon Russell and... Nice. Uh, getting into that... Uh, also been getting into, like, that new... Uh, perfume genius record and the new i don't know there's there's a lot of new great music that's out i'm just like checking yeah. to see if there's anything i'm like totally missing that i've been listening to phoebe bridgers um, phoebe bridgers been listening to phoebe 
yeah. that record's fantastic mm-hmm. uh i mean there's so much good stuff this band dance gavin dance i like put out an album a couple nice. months ago that i really like new charlie xcx album's really good is it i, I have, I, I have I, just listened to that one okay cool it's the one that she made like it was it's like the funniest story to me because she like made it in quarantine like it was her quarantine album yeah and she's like i'm gonna put it out on this day or i think it was in i can't remember what day she put it out but i think it already came out like i think it was like april 15th or something it came out and i was like i can't believe it's been out for that long like that was the quarantine album that she started and finished during quarantine or it was like early may or something but it was just like we are not even started with this like we got so much time to go so there's gonna be a lot of quarantine albums so, so that's Brian's, uh, Brian's recommendations. We'll put that in the description and the whole stuff. That's awesome. Thanks for sharing. Yeah. <laughs> of course, and, of course. And Brian, I guess let's finish off with, um, with a weighty, heavy, meaty question, but I think it needs to be asked. And it's about the social movements that, that are happening right now in our country, right? It's kind of a mm-hmm. strong thing. And, and, and you're, you are, you are leading, uh, you're a leading voice on it uh, on your, on your social media channels, but, you know, just tell us what you, you know, your feelings about it, uh, do you think this is like lasting different than the others? What's your take? Floor is yours. I think that, uh, I think it is different than the others in the way that like, it's kind of, it's kind of impossible to ignore at this, at this point. Cause everyone's going, you know, at the, you know, beforehand, everything was just so hustle bustle. So busy. Everyone was just like constantly, you know, you know essentially now you can't everyone's just sitting around there's nothing to there's nothing to escape there's nothing to forget there you know there's no way to forget this it's just like it's happening and like you can't avoid it and like this is the most people have ever talked about this for sure um it sparked a lot of conversations and you know there's i mean there's a there's a lot of a lot of work to be done for sure and I think, you know, I'm just so, I, I, it's a good thing that this happened during a pandemic, but it's also a bad thing that, you know, this happened during a pandemic because I think a lot of people, including myself, are like, you know, I think twice about going to protests. I've been, I've been to, you know, a handful, but like still at the same time, I'm like, I don't like, I'm, I'm concerned about my health. I live with other people. Like, you know, I, I don't want to spread it, but you know, yeah. I think the, I, th- I think, you know, this movement is taking, it, it has a lot of traction and especially in a couple of major cities, but, you know, the, I think, I think a lot of people are afraid of, you know, there's a lot of like scary, not scary, they're scary to some people phrases that are thrown around, like, you know, the uh, abolishing the police to fund the police, whatever. That's like, that, that phrase is very scary to a lot of people. Yeah. Um and I get it because it was it was scary to me when I first heard it. I was like, "But how do we do?" But yada yada. yada. But, <laughs> yeah. You know, there's because there's yeah, obviously that's like you know, scary like limited belief sort of. that, that society's got. Yeah, yeah, but there's you know, there's so much stuff there. It, it's a bigger concept than than just that. It's about reallocating resources and right. You know, it's about you know, there's certain things like we don't need a person with a, a badge and a gun to show up to every single thing that you know people need help with or every disagreement that someone has like that's just and every you know person who's trespassed it's like doesn't it's just it's so much stuff that's unnecessarily done in our country yeah via the police force and you know and the police are showing time and time again that you know the things that people say about them are correct there's there's they're abusing their power at every step of the way while people are complaining about them abusing their power 
And it's like, hey, guys, if you guys wanted to make people not think that, you should not do that. Um, they just constantly squander every opportunity they have to maybe make amends or do anything that would make anyone think, you know, anyone think anything otherwise about them. But they just keep messing up. And that's why people want to get rid of them. And yeah. that's why people want to try something else. It's not that we don't want anything. We want something else that's better that is actually protecting people and actually helping people, not just hindering and harming people, you know, all the time. I don't know. Sure. I have, I could go on forever, but, you know, I, no, I'll dude, leave it at that yeah. for now. <laughs> no, 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 no. Like, I encourage people to just check you out because you, you're very, you give people, you know, thought-provoking stuff, uh, you know, in, with humor, but also, like, you, you touch the buttons that need to be touched very well. So, yeah, thanks for that. Yeah, so, yeah, thank you. Brian, it's been a pleasure. I mean, time just flew. It's, it's unbelievable. We yeah. went over time. <laughs> we went over time, had a great time. You know, we, we still have so much stuff we could not talk about. But listen, I uh, just want to thank you for your time. Thank you for your talent, man. Like, you, you, are, a, you are a meteor. You're a trailblazer in, on stage. <laughs> Thanks, man. And, 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 yeah, man, like, listen, big things, even bigger things are, are ahead of you. So uh, can't wait to, to follow your journey, man. Well, thanks, man. I appreciate you having me on. This has been Absolutely. great. I appreciate Absolutely. all the kind things you've said. It's very nice. Well, l listen, it, it's, I didn't make them up. These are facts. Facts of, <laughs> facts of your life, man. But you're, you're a modest guy. I get that. So, But thanks, Brian. Appreciate it, man. Of course. Thanks, man. Nice to meet all you. All the best. Same. You too.